This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there! <laughs> oh, you forget what it feels like sometimes. You really do. You really do. You really do. Oh man, this is we're, let's do it. This is the cold open. We're we're just we're just gonna start. We're gonna jump right into it. How you doing? Let's do it. I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm okay, man. I uh I poured myself a scotch like right before halftime. Atta boy. Uh, and I did one refill. Not a big, not a like a, a real refill, just like a halfsy. <laughs> Poured one out for fizz. I, <laughs> I, I, I drank, I drank, I drank it. Then I reported it. Then I poured it out. Then I reported it and drank the second one. That was that was the order. Excellent, excellent. Um, listen, um, we're we're obviously going to talk about this this game that just happened. Uh, and and you know, big picture stuff. Maybe we won't go too long, but, um. I'm not going another second in this podcast without first saying uh, hello to our guest, David Futternick. Hi, David. Hi, John. Um, <laughs> more importantly, David Futternick, congratulations. You're a married man. Thank you. I'm in the club, baby. How does, the, does it feel good to be in the club? It does, you know, because uh, it's been like a week and a half. So, yeah, it feels great. <laughs> well, you made it. You know what they say: uh, the first ten days are the toughest. Uh, no, I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. <laughs> <I'm sure you laughs> no, but it's everything's been good so far. Oh, it's I. Uh, yeah, we're both really pumped. It's it's great. The the wedding was awesome. Uh, the Knicks were mentioned a million times in the ceremony. It was perfect. That's so, that's beautiful. Fizz Fizz was fired on my wedding day. So was, you know. oh my goodness, and it, and that's right. I, I, like. It happened like right before I had to like get in the cab to like go to the venue to like start like rehearsal for the ceremony and stuff, and I was just like, uh, uh, like on my phone, like the the wedding planner was like, okay, so like you know I'm gonna start out, um, you and your uh, mom and your dad are gonna be right here. I'm just like on my phone, like just re- retweeting at, like every joke about fizz. <laughs> um, it's a shame. It's a shame he didn't get fired a few days earlier. He probably—I mean—he's back in LA now. He could have been the efficient for your for your ceremony. I'm sure he would have delivered um, a, a nice uh, a nice speech. Um, yeah, as, he's a he's a cool guy. Yeah, I mean, as long as he didn't need like, to like diagram you guys coming 
up the up the aisle or or going back down the aisle because then you know right. you might have ran into some chairs or uh, maybe like jumped out a window or uh, I don't know lit yourselves on fire. He would have uh, had he would have had like uh, Randall walk the rings up the aisle and would have taken forever. <laughs> would have been like a ten second violation and you know or a turnover. You know just would have dropped the rings. Um, just passed just passed the rings off already, buddy. No, Randall. No, he he was taking those rings. Himself. He was gonna put them in his pocket. and He was gonna leave. Um, you would have no rings. Uh, I wish it would have happened faster because uh, it seems like it had to have happened. Well, let's <laughs> Mike, Mil- Mike Miller. Uh, you know, small sample size, but Mike Miller just seems to actually be coaching the team, which is um, refreshing. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's three and three, and we we should you know. It's that's why small sample sizes are impossible to analyze because on one hand, two of the three wins came against um, the two. I, I think you could argue probably the Hawks and the 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 Warriors on balance are probably the two worst teams in the league this year, or two of the you know whatever three worst teams, four worst teams, whatever you want to say. Um, but at the same time, a four game West Coast swing is a four game West Coast swing, and they were. They won two of those games. They were in it against Denver, who is has the best defense in the league, um, and shut them down late. Um, otherwise, they you know they were winning that game with with however many minutes to go. Um, yep. And then and like the it's the, the the battle back in that game and the battle back in the sack game, which they end up winning. Uh, that's coaching. That is coaching. When you come, oh, out it's of a, the it's absolutely coaching. Halftime, yeah. that is coaching. When you come out of the locker room after halftime and with more energy and an actual game plan that is on the coach. And you know what the coach can't do to, to just really tie that point up is when Damian Lillard is going to decide to be unconscious for an evening, which he, he was. Um, and I, I, I watched that, that, that whole game. Um, those, those shots that Lillard was hitting in the first quarter, like those were well-guarded shots. Um, oh, yeah. Like a, a coach can't do anything about that. Um, sure. You know, it, look, I'm, I'm not – trying to put lipstick too much on a pig but I get I, yeah. I, I I'm, I'm trying to put the whole thing in perspective you know they were right in it against Indiana the guy hadn't even had a practice yet mm-hmm. um and, and they look yeah they beat a team that was terrible by whatever a billion points tonight but how many fucking times have they lost this season to teams exactly. that they were like you they should beat yeah it's um. I mean, they got they got smoked in that second game against the Bulls. You know, it, it, it's it's it, you you should be beating a team like this to a bloody pulp, and they and they did that, and they didn't take their foot off the gas. You know, that's okay. Every, so every, every every time they the you know it seemed like the Hawks were inching back, inching back. Uh, you know, they just responded with some insane, you know, Mitch dunk or, you know, just moving the ball. Finding somebody in the corner for a three is just like they were doing all the right things. They were doing all the right things. So for anybody who didn't watch this game and is just looking at the final score, um, uh, we should note that it was a tight game for the first nine minutes. The Knicks ended the first quarter, I think, uh, on a run that went into the second and ended up being like a 19-0 run or something along those lines. And they went up by 20 pretty early in the second. I don't think the lead ever got below 20. For the rest of the no. game, it, yeah, it was between twenty and thirty. Yeah. And in the post game just now, Mike Miller was basically asked about like what was he happiest about from this game, and he said the exact same thing that you just said, which is basically that 
they never let the Hawks back in. And I think the way he put it was they never played to the situation, meaning like obviously right, team right. you know goes up by thirty, you're going to be lax, and and they didn't allow themselves to fall into that, which I thought was great. Absolutely, and um, it was just so good to have the huge lead in the fourth quarter, and you know just get to see the young guys play out there. It was really great. Um, it was it, really fun. It was because, and especially because the two young guys, and we could get into some. I want to go a little big picture for a second, but just focusing in on on the the game tonight, the two young guys who I think you come around, come away. Uh, look, RJ and Mitch had both had their career highs, which that's pretty cool. Um, yes, and they look good. I mean, Mitch, can we just take a second? <laughs> I, I, you have to laugh, right? Like you just say yeah. his name, and he just does. Like that guy is. It, it like, didn't matter who was throwing the ball up around the rim; he was just catching it like five feet above the rim and de- demolishing the ball. Bruno Fernando is going to have that him amazing. in his nightmares. For, yeah. Like, oh yeah. For the rest of the season. he could just do things that nobody else in the league could do, and I know that might seem like hyperbole, but I really don't think it is. No, I will say I I tweeted this and I, I saw Jeremy Cohen also tweeted this and we we joked about it, but I was really hoping to get a Mitch three tonight. Uh, just want him to just chuck it up. If there was ever a game to do it, I was like, oh, just chuck up a three. Well, if he wasn't getting everything for the around fans, the hoop, yeah, no, it, right, right, it would have been nice. Um, yeah, so I mean, Mitch is insane, and that you know the. Obviously, they're not going to have this type of ease getting him the ball every night, but just it, it's just a reminder that he, he's just such a nightmare, um, a matchup nightmare. Um, so him and RJ were both really good, but the two guys that I think you come around, come away from tonight feeling most encouraged about as a Knicks fan is uh, Dennis Smith Jr. and Kevin Knox. And the other thing that's nice about Mike Miller is again these these press conferences aren't he's the he's the anti fizz he's 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 not going to put the flowery pros together. But when he when he was asked about Smith Jr. after the game, he said he loved how he came in and the speed that he brought. And I got the sense that, like, everything Smith was doing, he was just pushing the pace on. And it resulted in a few yep. turnovers. But I, what did, did – I mean, what did you think about Dennis tonight? It was great. I, I, I was a little um, worried when he first came in because he was kind of – Carrying himself with his head down a little bit, a little bit, yeah. He like, like brick that first. The, free throw. Oh my god! I and almost then, tweeted something out about that. It oh. looked like he was trying to break the backboard on the free throw. Yeah. And then, and then he hits the second one, and then it's like all systems go. It was like it just like, and yeah. then he hit that three from the top of the key, and then, yep. yeah, he. It's like when he when he gets that confidence going, it just it affects everybody around him. I mean, he can be such a positive player, but. You know, it's it's just like he he. It seems like he needs to decide when he turns the when he turns the switch on. You know. Yeah. Um, and you're right. A couple of those like idiotic like you know three quarter uh, court passes that you know were just like completely caught by the uh, Hawks player were like, come on, dude, don't do that. But but in general, I mean, man, he he was great. But at the, at the yeah, so I'm looking at the stats right now. He had three turnovers and five assists. Like, I'll I'll take it. I'll take those numbers in this in the context of a performance like this because it's the assist. The the, the turnovers weren't 
lazy turnovers. They were turnovers no. that were like, I'm going to try to make something happen here. Obviously, it doesn't always work out. But I'm looking right. at the his plus minus. He was the only guy in the game, actually. And this this is crazy, but um, it's crazy but true. Um, he was the only guy whose plus minus was higher than his minutes played other than other huh. than Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris was plus 23 in 22 minutes. Um, Smith Jr. was plus 16 in 13 minutes. And I always say never look at game-to-game plus minus but unless you have the context to put it in. And I feel like this is accurate for Smith Jr. I feel like he was actually like a real plus on the floor. Which I, we Look, we have not been able to say that all for all but what a couple times this season yeah it was like that that one Mavs game yeah and I can't can't think of any others that uh he's had like where, where parts of games shine like this yeah, yeah right right um um and especially since he you know he's been benched I mean um three straight games tough. the first with the headache what what are we I don't I don't know I'm trying to think I was convinced going into like I thought he had play, played his last game for the Knicks. I thought they were going to find a trade for him, and now he does this, and it's like, yeah. I don't. Can they play three point cards? Is that is that insane? I don't know. <laughs> it, no, I'm serious. Is that uh, is it insane? Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can. I, I don't think you can. I, I mean, it depends. It looks like Frank is going to be starting, but he has a short leash, and then Peyton comes in, and, and man, Peyton has just been oh. three. Go, three straight games with no turnovers uh, uh, at the point is is um, incredible. Yeah, and the funny thing is he was actually a minus two tonight, which is why again you can't you <laughs> can't you can't go by game by game uh, plus minus alone because he was he was good. Um, I I don't want to. I'm trepidatious to go down this road. So give me a percentage of. How much of six, what were we six and twenty one? No, six and no. Sorry, we were four and eighteen when Fizz got fired. Right. How much of that do you attribute to Fizz? How much of that do you attribute to Peyton missing almost all of that time? Uh, I, they were talking about it on the broadcast tonight. Uh, I don't know. I, I I still think it's more more on Fizz. Oh no, it's more on Fizz. Uh, I'm I mean, just. I mean, I. I I mean, like, like I don't know, seventy-five, <laughs> twenty-five. That's what I was going for. That's what I'm thinking. Obviously, it, like having having a an actual ball distributor who attacks the rim and makes things happen is huge. And on, as much as you know, we we vacation on Frank Island every day. You know, Frank just doesn't have the no, doesn't. Uh, aggressiveness offensively to do that. Um. Or the or the court vision. I mean, Peyton just has such better court vision than he does. Yeah, and and um, just a point, a real quick point on that. I and I love to point out the great passes that Frank makes because he does make passes that just make you. I mean, he had the the pass. Um, the pass to Taj. To Taj, yeah. Taj. There you yeah, go. Yeah. From from the last Beautiful. game, which was just amazing. That's different than court vision, though. What and you yeah. see it with Peyton, where he just kind of. He 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 sees it. He sees the whole court at once, and he sees stuff happening before it happens. And it's um, and the pick and roll, like he just he knows how to run a pick and roll, you know. Yeah, it Which sounds simple, can't, but can't it, really can't really say that about the other two. Other two uh, not are, not right now, not yet. But again, the other no. two guys are twenty one years old, both of them. So right. right. Um. So yeah, I it's yeah seventy five twenty five sounds about good. Um, let's. 
real quick on on Kevin Knox. Uh, he ended up twenty four minutes, seven for fourteen. He ended he ended up taking the second most <laughs> shots on the team, which is great. He was three of nine from deep. Um, he, he got his uh, stepping out of bounds. The, he he always has yes. that one a game. It's he got that out of the way. It's mandatory. Yeah. <laughs> of course, he was minus one in God. Kevin Knox, talk about can't catch a break. Twenty four minutes in a game, the Knicks, the Knicks win by twenty three points. He was minus one. Um, that is fair though. That is a fair representation of Kevin Knox's night. Yeah. Um, he yeah. did have three steals and a nice block though. Uh, finished with yeah. seventeen points. I, where are you on Knox? Honestly, no. I want I want him to do well so badly I because know. he. he 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 clearly has upped his offensive game. Even though I know he was struggling with his shot the last uh, couple weeks, but uh, but he clearly worked on his offensive game. I uh, he he absolutely has more confidence going to the basket now. Like uh, I mean, some of these dunks that he's had uh, in these past few games have been oh yeah awesome awesome. And he didn't do that last year. And he's you know stronger going up to the hoop too. You know he. He still does that thing where he doesn't kick out. He drives into three guys, but now he's getting fouled. You but know? he, he's but like, he also he's has been, those little flip shots, here. right? That, right. That he, right. I like though. That's better than what Both you're talking around. about, like barreling into every, you know, and, and there's just no plan. Yeah, he's absolutely craftier than he was last year. Um, yeah. but you know, he uh, defense. You know, he can't move his feet. He gets chewed up. Um, so it's tough. It's tough. I, I I I really 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 want him to do well. Does he, you see the flashes? Yeah, they're there. He's just I I refuse to believe that a guy who is this gifted gifted of an offensive player, just in terms of just like the the package, like the size that he is, and like the the skill set, and I I still believe in the shot. Um, yeah, I just think I I think he's he's gonna have to play more for. Um, I don't know how else to. Um, how else to put it? Maybe after the trade deadline, he'll he'll get that chance. Uh, but it was nice to see him him do what he did tonight. Um, yep. Mike Miller. Um, actually, no. Before we talk yeah. about Miller, hold on. We have to. We um, you're gonna help me make some money here, uh, Fuddy. Let's see. What are we What are we reading? What are we reading? Well, well, well. Oh yes, well, 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 indeed. Um, let's talk about who are we gonna talk about. You know what? Let's talk about vivid seats. Um. Oh, I'm a fan. Are I'm you? A fan. Have you? Have you gone to any? I've. I always talk up Vivid Seats as a good way to get like Broadway tickets. What's the last Broadway uh, show you've seen? Uh, I know. You, I don't know when's the last time Ooh. you've been back. Uh, last Broadway show I saw. Uh, I saw a production of Arthur Miller's A View from the Bridge. Ah. That was probably like two years ago. Very nice. I'm a bigger. I'm a. I'm a bigger uh, uh, straight theater guy than than musicals uh, typically. I but, uh, I am also I miss, a bigger I miss, fan. Of miss theater. going to the Broadway shows. Miss it. Well, the next time you're back in in the area, which I'm sure will be, hopefully not not too too long, um, mm-hmm. you should go. As should everybody listening to this on Vivid Seats because Vivid Seats is your one stop shop for tickets to anything. Uh, Broadway probably got some off Broadway on there. Um, you know, obviously Knicks games, which may actually be in demand. Knock on wood uh, for the rest mm-hmm. of the season. Uh, all kinds of great stuff. You go on the Vivid Seats, um, you, or you download the Vivid Seats app on Google Play or your App Store, or wherever you get your your apps from. Wh- wherever you get your apps from, do we get apps? Are apps a thing that we get? Yeah, they're a thing that we get, right? Yeah, you 
ha- you you they don't just appear. You have no. To you obtain them. you obtain the app. So obtain yes. the Vivid Seats app. You'll be automatically um, you know enrolled in there. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a disaster in their loyalty <laughs> in their loyalty program. Um, yes, their loyalty program. They have um, a buyer guarantee thing. It's everything you want in a ticket app. It's really great. And of course, um, when you're going to check out, if you haven't already done so, use code Overtime. Uh, o v e r t i m e. I got that spelling right. Give give me that. Um, and you'll get up to $100 off of your purchase. Uh, Vivid Seats, yeah. Big shout out to them. Okay. Mike Miller. Um, yep. coach Straight from his uh, job in sales. I was like... I, I, so, he, he looks like, he looks like uh, Willie Loman. Like, he looks like he's like... I was going like, to say... Like, he's like a door-to-door salesman from the 50s, and he's like, ah, all right, that was my last... My last stop, I got to go coach this team now. <laughs> it's not death of a salesman. It's death of a Knicks coach, except it's yeah. Fizz that dies, and Mike Miller is, is comes up uh, in his place. No, it's like I'm th- my first job, real job, was at a, a, a Lexus service uh, station, and, like, the the guys who would write up the the, the tickets, like the, the – what do they call them? Like the service – not service managers, like the, the the people, like when you come in and you're like, oh, I need this and that on my car, and, and, and yeah, yeah, they'll try to upsell you on whatever nonsense. Like they were this, they just they had a look about them, and that's Mike yeah, Miller. Yeah. You know, he's the guy that would you know try to you know, but but at the same time, he's not the salesman that Fizz was. Um, he doesn't give a shit right. to be a salesman, and I just. What do you think about what do you think it is about him that just seems cuz something is resonating. I think at this point we could at least acknowledge that, right? Absolutely. Uh I mean he's no nonsense, but he also like look at how he like he called a timeout when they were up like 20 uh, tonight. You know, no, they were they were off. up by like, 30. His would have never done that. Never. No, they were up by 30, and it was like – it wasn't even that lazy of a defensive possession. It was bas- It was like, eh, right. you know, not the best. And, yeah, he like called – a miscommunication. And, yeah, he called a, he called a timeout. <laughs> no, that's yeah, what you want 20, to see. They were up 29 points. Um, I, I, We're not going to go back and, you know, go game by game, but, like – yeah. if he had been the coach also – which, again, was that was never going to happen. Like, th- th- there was no, no. – you know, they were never going to fire Fizdale in the offseason, and, and nor should they have, because that would I don't know, it just would have been weird. But, like, I don't know, are they a 10-win team right now, an 11-win team? Or is that, like, I, I just... I mean, that's that's not crazy to say that they would have a, a, a handful more wins, maybe. Maybe. I don't think it's nuts at all. Um, don't mind me, it's, it is... Uh... 1041 here so i did i did make myself a little bit of coffee so i had to take a sip of my coffee just now um it's very nice yeah yeah you do what you gotta do um is this is the sun still out by you ah i wish what? uh no, no yeah i mean come on i i i get tired at 745 now <laughs> sure sure you do this is a lot. it might as well be it might as well be 1045 here i mean come on um Here's the la- here's what I want to end on, and and because this is the thing that's you know me, you know I'm always thinking big picture. You know I'm always not not even that I'm yep. thinking big picture. I'm always thinking of like, um, like how just I don't know how people talk about this stuff, and how like the national media talks about this stuff, and even how fans talk about this stuff. It matters. It just I find it 
interesting um, for whatever reason. And I, I just like I think even the most dedicated fans amongst us, I, which I consider myself to be, um, mm-hmm. and like it maybe not dedicated. That's the wrong word. Like even killed, um, and you're definitely even killed. Like we we have definitely gotten sucked into not, and I'm not even saying it was necessarily wrong. And that's kind of what my, my question is that I'm posing this thing that like over the last few weeks or like, while the fizz stuff was like went down and like in the immediate aftermath and like basically ever since that press conference, which was just so ridiculous. Oh, we God. no, yeah. it was crazy and, and it was stupid and it should have never been done. We all got sucked into this. Like there it is. It, things are fundamentally broken and the only way to fix it is to clean everything out. And right. I guess my and this is obviously a, you know we could talk about this for hours, so it's unfair of me to ask you to like answer this. But just give me give me your initial thoughts when I am like, would the would any of that narrative be different if Miller was the head coach for the whole season? I think that's the easier answer. I guess the more the more difficult question is, should if if that was the case. Would that be right? Would that be like the correct take, or would that, or would that be like just covering up, you know, stuff that should be pointed out as being like broken? You know, you know, understand what I'm getting at here? Yeah, I, I. There's no way in hell that you could have had him start as the coach. Yeah, uh, yes, at the beginning of the season. I, I, I mean, look, I. I, I was still like we uh, on the fizz train to start the year because I, th- I think last year we just felt like oh, it was a lost season and you know and um, his first year and all the the KP distraction and um, so he he had to start the the year and and start with a clean slate. The problem is I, I think we're seeing now that you know the team that they assembled is not a great team but they're a team that should win some games. Uh, there, there's talent on this team. Um, and if Mike Miller had started the year, I, I, I think it's safe to say that uh, this team would have been coached up more and they might have won some of these close games. Like, I bet you they win that fucking Hornets game. Oh, you know, my I, like, God. Like, I covered that game. That was the first game I covered. Yeah. That's right. Like, oh. that's that's a case of, like, Fizdell just, like, throwing guys out there. And just being like, man, I trust my guys. I'm Dave, just going to throw them out there. They, and like, they gave let up them, like, 23 fucking points yeah. in the last five and a half minutes of the game. At home. Against a fucking team that was supposed to be the worst offense in the league. I mean, come on. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. I had to get a little I and, and, there. And it's like he, uh, and he either chose not to or he was told by the powers that be that – Randall is the guy, but like he had to step in and say like, dude, you're not the point guard. Stop bringing the fucking ball up. And it's clear that Mike Miller either said something or that guys are just holding themselves more accountable. Now it just seems like guys are playing harder. Uh, And again, this is often the case when there's a new when a coach gets fired mid in the middle of the season and and there's a new coach guys uh, there's there's often like a a nice little run to start yeah but i think we might be we'll still, past that right right 
I I mean, I hope so. I want to hear. Here's what I said we gotta, in my. We gotta, we gotta put the heat in the bucks. I was uh, I was uh, about to say, so. I want to. I said it in my Periscope. I want to see how they come out in Miami, because yeah. Miami That's has been. Joke. What's that? No joke. No, no. My and Miami's been. I I haven't checked in a little while. They they started off. I think they were the for the first two or three weeks of the season. I think they were the best team via net rating, and they've fallen a little bit off since then. But they're. I mean, they're still. Awesome. I think. I think they've also uh, had a tough schedule run yes. the last like. Weeks. Yeah, but no, um, but they're they're awesome. They're, they're, they're legit. Good. I mean, the you Bucks, talk about coaching. I mean, oh yeah, that. that t- Suppose, suppose the man. He is. But it'll be. Inter- I'm interested to see that game, but I'm really interested to see the Bucks game, having seen what a disaster that game was against them last week. Was it last week or two weeks? Two weeks ago. Oh my god. Um, yeah, because I blocked it out of it my was, memory. I mean, that game was like, I, I I've never come close. I never turned the game off, and I I turned that game off. <laughs> I. For the first time all year, um, I had the game on. I was sitting on my couch. It was in front of me, but over the of uh, during the fourth quarter, I was not. Um, I was not actively engaged in watching that. Uh, I was going to say basketball, but that wasn't basketball um, no. by the end. Although, I mean, I, I did catch the glimpse of. And it's been it's been screenshotted a few times. Fizz coming off that the bench, clapping his hands with that big goofy smile on his face. It's like it was shit like that that made. And when they were down by like thirty five points or whatever, and then he got up, he got up on the podium after or in front of the microphone after the game, and he said he was really happy with how the guys at the end came in and closed the game because they were playing the right way. He just there were too many moments where he just say shit. Where you just were like, I and I appreciated the salesman aspect of him. I appreciated it more than most, but I think it. I think maybe that's really ultimately what it was. Is like they didn't yeah. need this team didn't need a salesman to start the year. This team needed a coach to start the year. Um, yes, and I think he and was, yeah. and that that bleeds down into the players because the player the message to the players is it's okay that we played like that. Mm-hmm. It is okay that we played like shit. Yeah, you know. Um, that's not that's not good coaching, and Mike <laughs> Miller strikes me as the type of guy who is like, uh, everybody held, gets held accountable, no fucking around, and if you're not playing well, I'm gonna pull you. I don't care who you are. Well, here's the only here's the last the last part of that, and this is what I want to say, and this is the last thing I'll say, and this is I think it ties up a little bit into, for me at least, why I still have questions um as we all should have questions but i still have my doubts because to start off tonight the first shot of the game was a julius randall um baseline fadeaway jumper from i don't know 10 12 feet that was a bad shot and then one or two possessions later he literally threw the ball over his head as he was facing the opposite basket oh god yeah you know and then there was another possession again same first quarter um, where he had a wide open RJ Barrett, not five feet from his fucking face, like rolling down the lane, and he decided to take it upon himself to go into the lane, and he ended up drawing a foul call, and he made whatever. But it's just, I'm still, you're still seeing that stuff from Randall, and the reason I relate that to the front office is I think, 
I still think the fact that that was the guy, that that was their main big ticket guy that they brought. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he hasn't been good. He's been good. He's been better of yeah. late. He's largely been good. Yeah. But just like for him to be the guy that like, all right, this is going to be our, our primary guy, our most expensive guy, the guy that everybody's going to take their cues from. And you still see too much shit like that. You know, and he's, you know, I don't want to go into it again because I've said it many times on this podcast. He's a CAA guy, and we know the history between Dolan and CAA and the whole thing with the organization. And it just, yep. it's it's stuff like that that makes me, you know, it's, I, I can't get all warm and fuzzy yet because that's, I feel like that's still there. But that's, that's oh, me. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. Like, th- this is still a team that um, is going to lose most nights. Let's be honest. Uh, but, uh, it, it just, the, the thing that warms you is that there have been adjustments. We, we didn't see a goddamn adjustment, uh, the first 20 games of the season, you know? Uh, not within games, not from game to game. No. Uh, the adjustments yeah. that were made were, um, reactionary to injury, you know? Like Frank getting put in the starting lineup was because Peyton got hurt, you know? Uh, <laughs> It, it, the, the the things that we were like screaming for um, that actually did happen. It, it wasn't because Fizz was like, "Oh, this is a good idea." <laughs> it was just like, uh, uh, "Oh, I I have to play this guy who's a an elite defender. I, I guess I should put him in the game." Yeah, and we, you know, it's I, I it's interesting. They uh, tonight. And look again, the, the defense that they faced wasn't anything special, but they ended up uh, thirteen for twenty eight from from three tonight. The next did, um, and a lot are of you, the... side note are, are you are you shocked by how bad the Hawks are? Because and I know Collins is out, but I I really thought that they were going to take a big step forward this season. I'm I'm like really shocked. Well, so again, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, like, everybody, every NBA media person, if you had a credential, even if you didn't have a credential, if you had a blog page, it was like you wrote your obligatory, over the last two, three months of last season, the Hawks are doing it the right way, peace, Mm -hmm. right? Everything was great. Everything was wonderful. Lloyd Pierce, great. This is how you you build a team, not the way the Knicks are doing, the Knicks are crap. And if that was all true... Wouldn't they have been? I know John Collins is awesome. I mean, he is. Yeah. He's, he's but he he wouldn't he wouldn't even if he was playing like this this team would still be absolutely awful. I mean, they've fallen apart. They've like completely fallen yes. apart, and that's something. Something's not right there. No, I didn't think they would be this bad. Um, and I, you know, who else didn't think they would be this bad is Trey Young. Um, who I yeah, you know, he's I'm sure very frustrated. But again, it it just goes to show one. This stuff is hard. Building a team, it's it's mm-hmm. hard. It's not easy um, when you're when you're essentially doing it from the ground up, you know. And like shit goes wrong. Like everybody, everybody yep. agrees that um, what's his face, Travis Schlenk, who they got from Golden State. Like everybody agrees he is doing well with with what he was given. Um, was there an ownership situation there? With uh, that's the reason maybe they made the Trey Young Doncic trade to to try to put some some fannies in the seats as as uh, Mike uh, or as the Mad Dog would say. Right. I, I you know I don't know, but again that that situation never gets talked about in that context. I'm I'm going off on a on a 
what far <laughs> yeah, foul of what you brought sorry, up. Sorry, sorry. No, sorry. but this is the stuff that that comes to mind when you when you when you ask me about this stuff. Um, no, I didn't. They, they did not think they would be this bad. Um, anything else we should we should touch on before we uh, before we get out of here? Um, I guess the, the the one other thing for me is uh, when when do you think guys start getting traded? <laughs> well, you, you said when you didn't right. you, you didn't say if I didn't say if you right. didn't say if because it's gonna it's gonna happen. I mean, it's, are it's, you? They, ha- they have to. They have to. I. Why do they have to? Tell me, think, no, I'm serious. Why do they have to? I mean, I'm not. I'm I, not saying from my what I want. I'm saying from the perspective I, of knowing what the situation is within the walls of the Garden right now, today, where right. James Dolan just watched his team win by twenty something points, and he probably has the people in power going to him and saying, "See, see, this is this is it. This is the team that we built." Um, right. You're right. You're right. And guess what? We could make it even better. If you give us some leeway to make a trade here or there, not one that's going to send talent out, but one that's going to bring talent in, I'm just, I'm, I'm funny. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, just saying. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't, right. I, I don't know how to answer that question. Um, I don't think there yeah. is a very good answer to the question right now. I'll say this: all the people who were expecting, um, and I, I, I was one of them who was kind of rooting for it. Uh, you know, December fifteenth, the the ball to drop, and then you know the the phone lines to open up. Uh, that you're you're gonna have to wait a while because that that shit ain't happening. Not right now, at least. Clearly, Clearly. I mean, uh, otherwise we would have we would have seen uh, some movement already. One would have had, one would think, or or, 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 or we would have heard about potential movement. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, you hear about teams being interested, but um, I mean, look, I'm in the vast minority on this, but. If you're telling me that the, this team is going to stay together for the next month, am I going to get bent out of shape over that? I mean, I'm so, I'm 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 not just because again I said it on the pod with Jeremy the other night. Um, teams know what Marcus Morris is like. Nobody thinks they're trading for Marcus Morris, the fifty percent three point shooter. If he goes ten for his next, you know, forty five from deep, I don't. I, I'm sorry, I don't think it's going to materially change what you're getting from him. Um, yeah, that's you know, true. Yeah, that, that, that's just me. I don't have any evidence to back that up. I'm just, you know. Oh, I agree. Um, all right, let's end here. Over the last six games, when the Knicks have a 500 record, they have a almost dead even net rating. How about that? Hey, I just looked it up. Perfect. M- NBA NBA uh, stats page just just updated that one 110.8 points uh, per hundred possessions scored. 111.4 given up. You love to see it. You love to see it. Love it. Um, Fuddy, anything uh, promotion, shameless, shameless or otherwise from you? Uh, look out for me on uh, televisions, places. <laughs> any any uh, any television look, look. in particular we should look out for you on? Oh, I have a um, a great part on a Disney show uh, uh, in the new year that uh, I I had never heard of. But uh, any anybody with uh, kids between the ages of I don't know six and twelve, uh, have you heard of a show called Coop and Cammy Ask the World on Disney? 
You know what? I I, I'd love to be able to sit here right for you right now and lie, um, but it would not hold up to scrutiny because you would ask me literally one question about the like ask me anything about the show and I would get it wrong. Um, your, your daughter, your daughter's too young. Uh, if if she was about uh, five or six years older, I feel like she would she would be very excited to see Fuddy on. Uh, on 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 Disney Channel, but uh, well, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to yeah. see Fuddy on the Disney Channel. I, have... I will say, I was uh, I was struck by how professional the child actors were. They were excellent. You were struck by how professional the child actors were. Well, they they, they didn't mess their lines up. They were um, they were gracious. They were polite. Uh, I, I I was uh, I was amazed I was amazed because you know the the saying is that you don't want to work with kids or animals ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it's funny. Aside from the the comedy of what you actually said, for a half a second, I thought you said you don't want to work with kids who are animals. Um, <laughs> that too. That you don't want that either. That's not what you want. No. no. Um. All right. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I'm I'm headed to my honeymoon on Saturday. So, um, uh, congratulations! Thank you. This is awesome. Um, where are you going again? Uh, we're going to uh, Northern Norway to try to see the Northern Lights. So fingers crossed that it, uh, it's not uh, overcast. Wow! Yeah, that yeah, is great, right? some honeymoon game right there. And then we're doing more uh, classic uh, honeymooning. We're going to uh, Copenhagen and uh, and Amsterdam. So I don't know if those. I would not define those uh, as classic honeymooning. More more classic uh, vacationing than uh, going to uh, the middle of nowhere in northern Norway. Um, I was watching, but, uh, but yes, I was watching. What was it on the Food Channel or the Travel Channel or something? But some. Uh, people eating shark is that do they do that in norway is that a thing that they do i i know that they eat reindeer do they eat reindeer we're going to feed some reindeer and then and then eat the reindeer that you have fed uh hopefully i mean (laughs) what what a trip that would be it's funny talk about getting off off the rails i'm right now wearing this is a real treat that i'm going to reveal this um hold on let me look down and see what this says I am so my wife, without telling me by the way, because she knew that I would go just absolutely apeshit if she had told me ahead of time. But I couldn't be mad at her after she after the fact. She ordered us family pajamas. Um, very nice, very nice. Of uh, with Rudolph the 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 red nose uh, reindeer, as it were, on it. And my my I'm wearing it right now. My wife is wearing it right now. And I believe, did you put her in this too today? She's wearing it right now. To, our daughter's obviously sleeping, but she's also wearing it, and it says "Santa's Helper." Uh, it's really it's wholesome. Great. It's very wholesome. It's classic. It's it classic. So, um, so that's exciting. Um, we're not going to eat Rudolph here um, in the Macri household. No, um, no, 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 no. We don't want to do that. Um, that's not a. That's not a. That's not a Long Island delicacy. No, as never. far as I, as far as I know. Well. None of my Long Island relatives uh, partake, but hey, who knows? Maybe in maybe in Suffolk County yeah. they do that. Yeah, maybe in Suffolk County. Um, 
All right, but I, I I can't let you go without one more uh, very quick uh, ad read, just because you're so good with these. Um, so <laughs> oh, yes. t- today's episode of the Knicks Film School podcast is brought to you by CBS Sports HQ, a brand new streaming sports network. It's live and twenty four seven, and it costs you nothing. David Futternick, when you are over there on your honeymoon and you are tracking mm. the Knicks, if you can't obviously yes. follow me on you know on Twitter or whatever. You, you might as well just download the CBS Sports HQ um, app because it's free. So, you know. Whoa. Yeah, no, it's it's 100% free. It's never going to cost you any money. Um, and, and that's the best part about it, other than the obvious, which is you see, um, you know, highlights, breaking news, fantasy advice, and, of course, there's some gambling picks on there. Uh, just download it on your phone, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, um, any other connected device. Um you know, maybe even show the reindeer uh, a highlight or two before you, you know, feed them. Um, I don't know what you feed a reindeer. Uh, carrots? Do they eat carrots? Probably. Um, I I mean, I guess uh, whatever I want them to taste like uh, when I eat them. Uh, <laughs> In that case, uh, give them a, a sip of scotch. Cheeseburgers? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scotch and cheeseburgers. Exactly. Uh, CBS Sports HQ, no fake debates, just sports for real sports fans at the great price of completely free. You don't even have to log on or sign up for anything. Download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. David Futternick, you have given me um, almost 45 minutes of your time. I cannot thank you enough. These, these are... Always, always. No, nah, it's really... It's it's a the pleasure. I can't even tell you how much of a pleasure this is. Oh, I look forward to these chats. So, it's great. I saw I, I saw Rich. Uh, we played basketball together. The other yes, night, and she was yes, like, yes, yes, yes. He and said I, that. I, I, I think... We played like after he had gone on, and he was like, "I called up J Mac, had had to go on a rant, had to do my rant." You he's nailed the, the, you nailed the, the rich coolest. accent. Oh yeah, he's too cool. He's too cool for me. He's too cool for the both of us combined. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm not. I actually, I'm not sure if combining us makes us more cool or less cool. I think probably less oh, cool. Less cool for yeah. sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh uh, goodness, he's the best. You're the best. We're all the best. Uh, we're all wonderful. We're all the, best. the Knicks are we're wonderful. Like, hey. That, that, hey, the last time I was on was when they creamed the Cavs. So, uh, you know, maybe this is a good luck charm. Hey, Who knows? Listen, hit, hit, how about this? How about you hit me up before the uh, the Miami game and say, hey, let's do a podcast <laughs> afterwards. Um, I'll, I'll hit you up from the Northern Lights. There you how go. How about that? All right, listen, David, have a great honeymoon. Um, thank, seriously, thank, thank you. you for coming on. This was awesome. And, of course, everybody out there, thank you for listening to another episode of the Next Film School podcast. Um, this is the last episode for this week, but we will be back with you with another one um, coming out uh, this weekend, and uh, we'll have uh, a couple before the Christmas holiday to get you through the, uh, the holiday season. So on that note, everybody enjoy yourselves. Have a great rest of the week, and we will talk to you soon.